you ready for the word of God? Yes. I ask again, are you ready for the word of God? Yes. Man, I tell you, with us today, yes. is a man that we have come to love and appreciate. Yes. This man loves his wife. Yes. That is a testimony from pastor. He loves his wife. And then he's married to one wife. Female wife, female, female, female. Disclaimer. Female wife. Uh -huh. What else? You are saying something. He's a father of two. One on the way. Hey. Praise be to God. And he can also speak Chinese. <laughs> you saw him speaking Chinese. So with the joy of the Lord, I will ask you to stand up on your feet. Please, please, please. And help me receive for the very first time in JCC Kikuyu our brother Glenn. Wamejua una mtoto. Mr. Francis, let's appreciate Mr. Francis. Do you love Mr. Francis? my friend. We are a house of excellence, man. Hey, Amen and amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you. And we thank you for this gift that you have given us, O oh Lord. As he ministers to us, our hearts are open, our minds are open to hear what the Lord is saying. Use your servant to teach us your word. And may we go out of this place knowing something new in our hearts and in our minds. The entrance of your word brings light and illumination. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest upon him. Holy Spirit, use your servant in Jesus' name. And God's good people say it a better amen. amen. One amen. more time, appreciate this great man. Amen, amen, amen. Please let us appreciate our pastor. Amen, amen, amen. It is such a privilege. <laughs> it is such a privilege to be here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us start with First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 22 before you sit. Because you are going to be sitting for the rest of the service. And I'm going to be standing. Hallelujah. How many love Old Testament stories? Wow, 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 wow. First Samuel chapter 22 and verse 1 and 2. Yeah, can I read from my Bible, Grace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you there? First Samuel chapter 22 and verse 1 and 2. Yeah, it is there. Let us read together. David therefore departed from the, and escaped to the cave of Adoram. So when his brothers and all his father's house had it, they, they went down there to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them, and there were about 400 men with him. Amen. You may take your seat in the name of Jesus. Well, it is not easy to be here. <laughs> I never thought uh, preparing a sermon is that hard. For two weeks. Yeah. At least I'm going to eat well today. <laughs> hey, Pastor Ukonagovu. Kauna preach every Sunday. 
Wah, 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 wah. So, do we have people who love Old Testament? Yes. Let me start by appreciating our parents in faith, Pastor Bob and our mom. It is such an honor to have you. You have made an impact in our life, me together with my wife and also uh, my children. I remember one day we were watching a, your sermon on, the, on YouTube. And I asked my son, do you know that man? And he said, Jesus. <laughs> Imagine our son think our pastor is Jesus. And I was... And I was uh, meditating on this. I said, if this man had impact on my son, how about me and my family? So we thank you so much, sir. Yeah, my son is too. Imagine, he doesn't know how to speak well. He is, three, he is going to three now. He is about to go to school. He doesn't know how to speak well, but he have noticed this man speak about Jesus many times. So, pastor, have an impact on my son. Hallelujah. There is a grace that operates in your life. I know how much you, you love your wife. I have seen it. I, I decide how you, you, you wear your suit. You are very smart. <laughs> and I promise you, I'm going to sit uh, uh, down and just listen to you, just to be equipped by you. And that grace that operates in your life, in your marriage, that is the kind of anointing I want to, uh, to happen to my marriage. Amen. So we are so much blessed to have uh, our pastor with us and our mom. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, there, there is a scripture, I believe uh, all of us are familiar with, uh, with it. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know my, my pastor have already introduced that. <laughs> he was ahead of me. Hallelujah. So I am a husband of one wife, yeah. a female, yeah. the most beautiful lady yeah. in the house. <laughs> please stand and wave to the church, please, please. She is very smart. Amen, amen, amen. Grand, it is very good to introduce your wife. Hallelujah. Sindio, <laughs> at least I'm going to eat today. Ukikosa kumu introduce, takuwa shida. Hallelujah. Well, we are, we are married now for seven years. Uh, we are going to our eighth year. We have two children. Uh, we are so much blessed. Hallelujah. Now, I can say today, she is the wife. She is the wife I was looking for. Hallelujah. When I was praying, she is the wife I was looking for that day. Hallelujah. So, another testimony to believe in God. Hallelujah. Because I have seen it in her. Hallelujah. Amen. So Ken and Grain, when I say the book of Jesus or the book of Noah, stand up and say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be very keen to watch you. If you don't start, you are going to come here and <laughs> preach with me. Hallelujah. Amen. So I was saying, uh, I believe you are familiar with uh, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. For whatever things were written aforetime were written for our running that we through patient and comfort of scriptures might have hope. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sir, uh, the Old Testament did not make meaning for me before. Hallelujah. But when I came to this church, when pastor started uh, ministering to us about this scripture, I start to understand the Old Testament is also written for us. Hallelujah. Amen. And the pictures or the Bible typology written in the Old Testament, we can learn from them. Hallelujah. Amen. There is something we can learn in life of Solomon. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. But not about many wives. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a positive thing we can learn in the life of David. Hallelujah. Amen. Not about uh, many concubines. Hallelujah. Amen. 
But there is something we can learn in here. Hallelujah. Amen. David is one of the men uh, that God blagged about. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, God said, this is the, the man after my own heart. Hallelujah. You, if you hear God bragging about somebody, hallelujah, Amen. he knows what he's saying. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows his heart. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to study about this man uh, that we have seen here. We have been told they, they were in uh, depths. They were in distress. They were discontent. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to see the transformation of this man and become mighty warriors. Hallelujah. Amen. David is going to introduce this man in the book of 2 Samuel and chapter 23. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to learn uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23, uh, the whole chapter. Hallelujah. We are going to learn together. Yes. But before we go there, hallelujah. Amen. In studying uh, this man, hallelujah. Uh, we will learn how these men were transformed from their previous uh, state, uh, state just by hanging with their, with their king, David. Hallelujah. Amen. These men had 3D written all over them. They were in distress. They were discounted, fend up, uh, and in debt. Hallelujah. When we came to our Lord Jesus Christ, we, were, we also can relate to this man. Hallelujah. Because we were, uh, we were at our lowest. Hallelujah. Some of us, we are in ad uh, addiction, abandoned by worldly lives. Hallelujah. But by hanging by him and learning from, uh, from him, our life is going to be transformed. Hallelujah. So I want us uh, to learn on a topic called becoming mighty warriors for our Lord King Jesus. Hallelujah. So Grace, if you can take, uh, take us there. Second uh, Samuel from chapter 23. Hallelujah. We are not going to learn uh, to study everything, but we are going just to take one or two parts. Hallelujah. Now these are the last word of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse. Thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed one of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. Hallelujah. So what we see here, we see David uh, speaking his last word. Hallelujah. I don't know after he died, uh, he is going to die or, or in his old age, I don't know. Hallelujah. Amen. But it is David's final words, the Bible records. Hallelujah. Amen. So in this chapter, we are going to see David starting to introduce uh, this man. Hallelujah. His mighty warriors. Hallelujah. Amen. And out of these mighty warriors, there is something we are going to learn. Hallelujah. Amen. What they did what we can relate to them. Hallelujah. Because I believe uh, for us to become mighty warrior, there is some, for our Lord Jesus Christ, there is something we are going to learn there. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we see David introducing uh, his last word. Hallelujah. Like verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. We are going to learn something there. The God of Israel said, uh, the Lord of Israel spoke to me. He who rule over men must be just luring in the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. I wish this can be the prayer for us as we have elected the readers. Hallelujah. Amen. That we pray for them to rule justly. Hallelujah. Amen. And with the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the Lord that gives us the leaders. Hallelujah. Let us let, let agree on that. Hallelujah. It is, go, it is the Lord who is going to give us leaders in this nation. Amen. The book of Timothy tells us that it is our duty to pray for those who are in, the, in authority. Hallelujah. Because if they are going to rule with wisdom, hallelujah, and the fear of God, it is going to be well with us. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see here David introducing a, 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 a good reader, how he should be. Hallelujah. He should rule justly. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, with the fear of the Lord. We can, we can say David was like that, like that reader. Hallelujah. Amen. He ruled very well. He feared the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He was just to every man. Hallelujah. Amen. 
So we are going, we will go direct to verse 8, Grace. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are going to start uh, to see this man. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, acknowledgement of David, mighty warrior. In studying the first uh, group of David, three men, uh, three mighty warriors, we will learn at least four prerequisites or priority of what it takes for any one of us to become mighty warrior for a king, the son of David, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we are going to, to learn at least a few priorities, hallelujah, Amen. of how we can become mighty warrior or prerequisite. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> the first warrior, here he is, hallelujah, verse 8. These are the men, or uh, these are the name of the mighty man who David had. Uh, do you have King James Version, please? King James Version. This be, okay, but, <laughs> verse 8. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had, the Tacamonite that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adino, the Ezenite. He lift up his, there is, we are going to see his deed, what he did. He lift up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can say the, uh, the deed of Adino was, he lifted up his spear and slew 800 men at one time. Hallelujah. Amen. So in these deeds, we are going to, get, to see God getting involved. Hallelujah. Amen. Just lifting a spear and killing 800 men. It is not normal. Hallelujah. Amen. But God is going to roll a great victory for these men. Hallelujah. Amen. Because there is something he wants to show us. Hallelujah. Amen. You are going to realize these men uh, have been put in ranking. Hallelujah. There is the first three, there is the second three, there is uh, a reader of the second three, and there is other 30. Hallelujah. So there were 37 in total. Hallelujah. We are going to go through them. Hallelujah. You know, in military, we have ranking. Hallelujah. We have the general and the other, and the other readers. Hallelujah. So we see here, Adino, his deed was to lift up his spear against 800, 800 whom he slew at one time. What does this speak to us? Exodus chapter 17 and verse 11 to 14. Exodus chapter 17. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalekite prevailed. Verse, verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hand was steady until the going down of sun. Verse 13. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the swan. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and he has it, for I will actually put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Amen. And Moses built an Ah, okay. Watch it to Fikisha. Hallelujah. So we have seen here. As long as Moses' hands were up, hallelujah, the Israelite or the Israelite or uh, Joshua gained momentum. Hallelujah. He would prevail against the Amalekites. Hallelujah. What is God trying to teach these people? Hallelujah. You see, the children of Israel, God had given them pictures so they can understand. You see, in our days, we have the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He can minister to us and we can understand things. Hallelujah. But here God is putting a picture for the children to understand. Hallelujah. 
So God is telling them, you cannot uh, win a physical battle. You cannot excel in a physical battle if you have not excelled in spiritual matters. Hallelujah. He's speaking about prayer. Hallelujah. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 2.8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up their holy hands. Hallelujah. Lifting of hands. Hallelujah. It is speaking about uh, prayer. Hallelujah. The first prerequisite or a priority of becoming a mighty warrior for our Lord Jesus Christ, it is prayer. Hallelujah. In this platform, we have been taught prayer. Hallelujah. We have a man of God that loves prayer. Hallelujah. There is nothing we can do if you have not played. Hallelujah. There was one man uh, uh, quoted something. I, I don't remember his name, but he said, it is like God will do nothing until we play. Hallelujah. Yeah? John Wesley. Thank you, sir. It is like God will do nothing until we pray. Hallelujah. It, you, if you want to put God with the will of God in your activity, in your work, hallelujah, you have to pray first. Hallelujah. So prayer, prayer is the key. Hallelujah. Just talking things over with the Lord. Constantly. Hallelujah. 800 times did Adino lift up his spear. Why does it take so long to see a victory? To see an answer come our way? To see a door open? A problem solved? A hearing granted? Why does it take 800 times? Why do you keep on praying? Because God likes you. Hallelujah. God likes you so much. Hallelujah. He knows if he gives he gives you what you are asking for in the, first, in the first time. We are likely to just take our things and learn our way. I believe the Lord say, I want, I want to see him again. Let's talk about these things before I give you an answer or provide that answer. Hallelujah. What the Lord was looking for is it is conversation. Hallelujah. Before he give you that answer, he needs conversation cultivate the intimacy. Hallelujah. We need to cultivate the intimacy with God. And we are going to realize something. As we continue to pray, as we continue to pray, as we continue coming to the Lord, it was not really the answer to that prayer we were longing for. It was fellowship with the Lord. This is the most powerful thing in prayer. Hallelujah. That is why we are supposed to keep on coming. Do not give up. The point is passion. Hallelujah. Keep coming. Keep coming. Be persistent in prayer. Hallelujah. The disciple asked Jesus that day, Lord, teach us to pray. Hallelujah. The disciple noticed something about Jesus. His power in his ministry or his success in the ministry was, uh, was uh, from the, his prayer. Hallelujah. Because before Jesus can come uh, into, to do a public ministry, first he will go to prayer. Hallelujah. He will pray first. They did not ask him, Lord, teach us how to do miracle. Or Lord, teach us uh, how to cast out demons. Hallelujah. But they asked him, teach us how to pray. Because they saw success in his ministry. Hallelujah. Now there is praying and there is prevailing in prayer. Hallelujah. There is praying and there is prevailing in prayer. We are going to see uh, some of the example of how to prevail in prayer. Hallelujah. The first example is praying the word. Praying the word. Hallelujah. Praying the word. Amen? So uh, we are going to read uh, James chapter 5 and verse 16 uh, up to verse 18. James 5, 16. It is a 
award we know all of us. Hallelujah. Confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual faith and prayer of a righteous man availed much. Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it lay not on the earth by the space of three years. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her. Hallelujah. Elijah, the Bible is telling us, Elijah is a man, was a man like us. He is, he is like figure. Hallelujah. He's a man like, like a passion, like us. Hallelujah. Some people think Elijah was so strong, was so mighty. Hallelujah. Because he did miracles. Hallelujah. You remember that day Jesus introducing uh, John the Baptist? Hallelujah. He said that John the Baptist is greater of all the prophets. Hallelujah. Did John the Baptist uh, had any miracle? No, 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 no. But he was a witness for Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are going to become witness for, for our Lord Jesus Christ, we are greater than these men. Hallelujah. So I wanted to show us Elijah was praying the word of God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 16. Elijah knew God had said this. If you are going to worship other God, there will be no rain. Uh, God is going to shut heaven. Hallelujah. Take heed to yourself that your heart be not deceived. And he turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's love be kindled against you and he shut up the heaven that there be no rain and that the Lord yield not her fruit and rest he perish quickly from off the Gula, which is the Lord. So Elijah knew this word. That's what he was praying. He knew that these people, if they worship other God, God is going to shut the heaven. You know that story in First uh, King chapter 17 and verse, from verse 1 there. Uh, the time of Ahab. How they had worship other God. Hallelujah. So Elijah is just declaring the word of God. Hallelujah. If you are going to pray the word of God, this is prayers that give us 100% results. Hallelujah. If you are going to pray the word of God. The second thing we can see about prevailing in prayer, it is the story of Jacob. Uh, I mean uh, Jacob, uh, there at Genesis chapter 32 and verse 9. That is uh, praying the promises of the word of God. Praying the promises of the word of God. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will dwell well with thee. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jacob is reminding God what the promise God has already spoken is in his in his life. Hallelujah. Let us see Genesis chapter 31 and verse 3. Genesis chapter 31 and verse 3. And we are going to see what did God promise Jacob. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to their kindred, and I will be with you. Hallelujah. He's just praying what already God has told him. Hallelujah. He is repeating it. Hallelujah. He is reminding God. Hallelujah. God has given you promises in his word. You are going to be healed. You are rich. Hallelujah. Jesus took your infirmities. He took your burden that you may be rich. Hallelujah. We ought to remind him of these promises. Hallelujah. Promises in the word of God. Hallelujah. Not only Jacob uh, was praying the promises in the word, but also he was insistent in prayer. He was insistent in prayer. Hallelujah. Let us go to verse, uh, verse 
uh, I think it's verse 12 of 32, 12. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good and make their seed at the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. Hallelujah. We remember how God has spoken to, the, to his father, Abraham. Hallelujah. So, Jacob is also insisting on this. Hallelujah. You have spoken to my father this. Now he is reminding God. Hallelujah. Not only the promises, but he also reminding God what he already spoken. So he was assistant, insistent in prayer. Hallelujah. We are going also to see verse 28 of the same chapter. You remember the story how he, he fought with the angel and prevailed. Hallelujah. Verse 28. And he said, uh, and he said Their name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For a prince hath thou power with God and with men, and hath prevailed. Hallelujah. The next verse. And Jacob asked him, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, their name. And he said, Wherefore is that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him. Hallelujah. So Jacob called the name of the priest Penel, for he had been with God. He had seen God face to face, and my life preserved. So we see Jacob prevailing against the age. Hallelujah. Is it possible to prevail against God? It is not possible. Hallelujah. He prevailed in prayer. Hallelujah. I've been taught in this platform that scripture interprets itself. Hallelujah. Let us go to uh, Hosea chapter 12 and verse 3. Hosea chapter 12, speaking of uh, Jacob. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to see how he prevailed. Hallelujah. He, took, he, Jacob, took his brother by the hill in the wall, and in his strength, he struggled with God. Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favor from him. Wait a minute. He struggled with angel and prevailed. Kuna kitu hapo. Kenya litufuza. There is a colon. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> so the next statement is going to put emphasis on the previous statement. Hallelujah. So the angel and prevailed. Stop. He wept. He wept. When did he prevail? When he wept. When he began to wept. When did he prevail? When he was broken before God. How can he fight by God with God when he was weeping? He was broken before God. We are going to prevail in prayer when we are broken before God. Hallelujah. We have been taught this by our pastor. It is when we are broken before God. Hallelujah. Pastor is trying to put that message into us. Hallelujah. It is when we are broken before God. That is when we are going to prevail in prayer. Hallelujah. So it is not just only praying, but also uh, uh, to prevail in prayer. Another thing I want us uh, to, uh, to share with us, uh, it is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6 uh, and verse 18. Praying in the spirit. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Hallelujah. Praying always all prayers and supplication. Let's first agree. Prayer is a general communication. We have agreed. Men ought to pray always. Hallelujah. We ought to go to God to pray. Hallelujah. So it is a conversation, me with God, to keep on praying. So prayer here is a general communication. And with all prayer and supplication, praying for specific things. 
Hallelujah. There is thing you want to, to tell God. Hallelujah. I need this ABCD. I want you to do this to my father, to my mother, to my parents. Hallelujah. So supplication is praying for specific things. Hallelujah. But what I want to speak to, uh, about is praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. There is three application to this. Hallelujah. Praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. The first application is theological application. Hallelujah. Theological application. When we pray in the spirit, we are praying to God through the Son by the Spirit. Hallelujah. We are praying to God through the Son and by the Spirit. So here we see the affirmation of the Trinity. Hallelujah. God is confirmed the Trinity. The, uh, the, the, the Trinity is confirmed when we are praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. We, say, we see God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we can agree on that. Hallelujah. Then the second application, uh, we can see here, it, it is Pentecostal application. Hallelujah. Pentecostal application. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And verse, I believe verse 8. That day that the Holy Spirit came to the disciples. You remember? Can you give us that, uh, that, uh, that verse? Is it... Uh, is it verse number four? Verse number four, sorry. And there were all... Okay, okay, verse number two, two. And suddenly... Uh, okay, okay, thank you. Verse one. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, there were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire and, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave So what is the affirmation when you are filled with the Holy Spirit? You begin to speak in tongues with other tongues. If you are saying you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are still afraid to speak with other tongues, you are lying to yourself, hallelujah. Or you are not allow, allowing the spirit to pray through you. The spirit may be willing to pray through you, but you are not giving him a channel to pray through. Hallelujah. So when we pray in the spirit, Paul tells us in the book of First uh, Corinthians chapter, chapter 14 and verse 1 to 4. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 to 4. Pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort. He who speaks in another tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies. Every time pastor tells us, Jude chapter 1 and verse 20. Build your, in, your, your, your inner holy faith, hallelujah, by praying in the spirit. Every time you quote that scripture, hallelujah. When we speak in tongues, when we pray in tongues, we build ourselves, hallelujah. We edify ourselves. Prophesying is to edify the church, hallelujah. But when we speak with other tongues, we edify, edify ourselves. You want to build yourself up, keep praying in tongues. Desire to pray in tongues, hallelujah. So we can agree. Praying in the spirit is also praying in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe we can agree that. Hallelujah. 
The, the, the last part on the, uh, the last application I, wa I want us to see here, and the most important of all, hallelujah. If you don't get anything in this service, please do not miss on this. Hallelujah. The most important in praying in the spirit. Transcendence. Hallelujah. Transcendence. Hallelujah. Transcendence is come from Latin word. Hallelujah. Which means just to climb or go far and above. Hallelujah. Just to climb or go far and above. Hallelujah. Transcendence. You see, when we pray in the spirit, hallelujah, we start to move from this physical, limited world, hallelujah, to another greater world, hallelujah. It is by faith. We have been taught here that without faith, we cannot praise God, hallelujah. When we come to pray, we pray by the Spirit. We continue engaging in that heavenly language, hallelujah. We start to transcend, to transcend to this greater world, hallelujah. The Bible tells us in the, uh, in the book of Ephesians, I believe chapter 2, that we have been seated together with Christ, hallelujah. Then chapter 1 tells us, Jesus was uh, sitting in a realm that is far above all principality, all, all powers, all might, all name, hallelujah. So we can agree together. We are sitting together with Jesus, where? In the heavenly places. In a realm that is far above all principality, all power, all kind of limitation. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we can agree this day that in that realm, there is no sickness. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no poverty in that realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, when you are experiencing sickness, when did you leave this realm? When did you left? Hallelujah. Because you are already seated. Hallelujah. So, it is when we engage in that heavenly language, when we travel there, we transcend there. Hallelujah. That's where things start to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what we call walking in supernatural. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are going to see supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you can relate to the story in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 8 uh, to verse 18. I'm going to paraphrase for you. Hallelujah. You remember that day, the king of Syria warred against the, kings, uh, the king of uh, Israel. And the king of, uh, it was the time of Elisha. Hallelujah. And the king of uh, uh, Syria set ambush for the king of Israel. But Elisha warned the, warned the king of Israel not to pass that way. Hallelujah. And he overcame that ambush. The king of uh, Assyria do it again the second time and the third time. Yet the king of Israel overcame the ambush. And the king of Assyria summoned all his servants and told them, Come and tell us who is a spy among us. Hallelujah. And one, and one uh, servant of king of Assyria stood and said, there is no spy among us. The only problem we have, there is a prophet in Dothan. Hallelujah. That is speaking, that is no, uh, that know all your secrets, even when you're speaking them in your bedchamber. Hallelujah. Then the king of uh, uh, Assyria was uh, so mad. Hallelujah. He said, gather yourself and let's go seek this man. Hallelujah. And he set his horses and uh, his chariot to search Elisha. Hallelujah. They found him in Dothan. Hallelujah. And saturated his camp. Hallelujah. One of the servants of Elisha woke up that day and saw the military of the king of uh, Assyria. He was so shocked. He said, uh, uh, my Lord, what are we going to do? Hallelujah. But when Elisha came, he, say, he prayed to God, <laughs> open his eyes that he may sow. What did he see? What did he, did he sow? He saw the army of spiritual army filled in the mountains. Hallelujah. Now I'm speaking about this 
experience when we translate there. You start to see the supernatural. It is by faith. It is impossible to praise God with faith, without faith. Hallelujah. If you, you pray in the spirit by faith, these things are going to start to make sense. Hallelujah. We are going to start to see supernatural. It's getting hot in here, man. Ken is you If you look... Nikiona ukiniangalia kama Ken. I'll call you to start. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have seen how to prevail in prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only praying the word. Amen. Not only praying the promises in the word. Amen. Not only how to insist in prayer. Not only to be broken before God in prayer. But also praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So we see Adino killing 800 men. Hallelujah. Amen. One time. Hallelujah. So the priority of becoming a mighty warrior, the first priority is to become a man of prayer. Hallelujah. Well, there is a second application to this. I did not kill 800 men, not with just uh, a sword. Hallelujah. Uh, with just a sword. Killing too much people with just a sword. Hallelujah. Doing too much with too little. Doing too much with too little. There is something we have learned from our God. Hallelujah. For the few years I've been saved in the ministry or, or in the things concerning the kingdom, I have come to learn that God uses little things and multiply them. I don't know about you, but for me, I have seen this. Hallelujah. In Judge chapter 15, at verse 15, the Bible says, And he found a, a new jawbone of a nurse, Samson, and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Hallelujah. We see Samson just using a jaw and kill thousand men. Hallelujah. God used just a little thing and used it for his glory. Hallelujah. We have been told many times, what do you have? Give it to the Lord. He's going to multiply that thing that you have. Hallelujah. As little as it is, we are, God is going to multiply it. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Hallelujah. So we have learned from our Lord that he uses our weakness as his power. The Bible says that he uses our, he perfect, he is perfected through our weaknesses. Hallelujah. We have learned that God uses uh, the little things we have and multiply it for his glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to show you a man that he thought he cannot speak before people. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Moses, he thought he, was not, he cannot be able to speak before men. Hallelujah. Amen. We know how, how, how he was so successful and he became a reader uh, of uh, approximately three million people, uh, reading them with one accord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Exodus chapter 4, verse 2 to 2. Verse 2 uh, to, to 5, sorry. Verse 2 to 5. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thy heart? And he said, A Lord. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it. And became a Lord in the heart, that they may believe that the Lord God of their father, the father of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared to you. So, 
in the previous uh, chapter, you are going to see Moses arguing with God. I don't know how to speak. I can't, how are, are these people going to believe me? Hallelujah. So here, God is going to give Moses three truths, which is going to use. And they are going to bring a, a, a very great uh, nini, nini. What do you call it? <laughs> a very great victory. It is not easy to study here. <laughs> the, book of, the book of Jesus. Or the book of Noah. <laughs> it is not easy. <laughs> so we saw God asking Moses, what do you have in your heart? The same question God is asking you. What do you have in your heart? You, you keep on complaining. God, you have not given me a job. God, in my family, we have never traveled to America. We have never traveled. God is asking you a simple question. What do you have in your hand? God is going to use what is in Moses' uh, hands and multiply it for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. A staff. And he told him, put it on the ground. You have a staff. Amen. I'm going to use that staff. But first, put it on the ground. Hallelujah. It Amen. became a serpent. What do you have in your hand? Is it a phone? You can use to win souls. Hallelujah. You have a good voice. You can praise and glorify God. But first, you have to put it down. You are going to see it as a snake. It can bite you. If you use it in a negative way, it can, it can kill you. Hallelujah. You are going to, he is going to ask you to put it on the ground, but this time, take it by the tail. Don't take it by the head. Take it by the tail. You are going to see it is a snake. But when it came back to the heart of Moses, it was a staff. And God, you know, you remember the story, how God used the staff to open the seas. Many things. You remember when they put the, the staff uh, in the tabernacle? How the staff of Aaron budded and the other staff. You remember? He's going to use this, this staff to do everything. Hallelujah. So, if they don't believe this first tool, God is going to give them another tool. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 6. We continue. Verse 6. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Uh, verse 6, verse 6, verse 6, sorry. Or we continue. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, Put thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. Hallelujah. This is the second tool that God is going to give Moses. Hallelujah. If they are not going to believe what you have shown them, now give them this uh, other two. Hallelujah. Amen. What does leprosy speak of in the, in the Old Testament? It speaks of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. It starts so small, but the way it multiplies all the bodies is like sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Sin starts to so small, like addiction. Hallelujah. Amen. But it is going to multiply. It is going to hurt many people. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know if you commit a sin today? Hallelujah. It can affect all the people that uh, uh, live by you, hallelujah, or live aloud you, hallelujah. It is like the election that is going on. If the IBC is going to commit a sin, or an agent committed a sin at the polling station, do you know that sin can hurt the whole nation? If it doesn't matter how small is the polling station, but that sin can hurt the whole nation, hallelujah. So here is speaking about leprosy, hallelujah. But what is God telling him? Put your hand down to your blossom or near your heart. You are going to tell them the story of your sin from your heart. Where God has brought you from. The sins, you, how sin teared up you apart. Hallelujah. You are going to share this story to the people. 
Hallelujah. And this is the most effective way to win our relative. Hallelujah. To share the story of our life. We know how, you know some of us, like Ken. (laughs) Some of us, we we used to kulala kwa mitalo. Hallelujah. Yeah. We used to kulala kwa mitalo. We were addicted by alcoholism. Hallelujah. By alcohol, nini, nini, nini. But God delivered us. Hallelujah. So, do you know if I go to my shopping center, nisimame pale, mimi isitaji kuhubidi. Wakiniona tu nikiwa na suti pae, naweza simama hivi watu waanze kuokoka. Because they knew me. <laughs> they know my story very well. Hallelujah. Sio kuhubiri ati sanazana we've been people. Bye bye our testimony. So God is telling Moses, share your story. How sin have teared you apart by these people. And you are going to win them. Hallelujah. And we are going to win our relative like that by sharing the story of our life. Hallelujah. So if they will not uh, believe the first uh, uh, tool, I'm going to give you second. But if they will not believe the second, I'm going to give you that. Uh, uh, Exodus chapter 4, verse 8 to 9. Verse 8 to 9. And it shall come to pass, if they shall not believe thee, neither hearken to thy voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And they shall, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto their voice, that thou shalt take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry blood, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry blood. Hallelujah. Amen. So, see, here is the third two. Hallelujah. You are, if they will not believe these two signs, you are going to take water out of the river and you are going to pour it on the ground, it's going to become blood. In other words, you are going to introduce the picture of the blood. Hallelujah. If you are, they will not believe the first sign and the second sign, you are going to use authority. You are going to tell them about death, how sin has been dealt with. Hallelujah. It is through death that sin was dealt with. Hallelujah. In Calvary. Hallelujah. So this is the most powerful way to win your relative. You are going to use your authority. Tell them the truth. There is death and life. Choose your path well. Hallelujah. If you choose death, you are going to die. So God is telling Moses, apply or bring the picture of the blood. Hallelujah. Tell them the truth. Hallelujah. The most effective way of winning your relative is bringing the death. How, how we were bought. So uh, with a very high price. Hallelujah. So you are going to introduce the blood of the picture. <laughs> so I don't want to go very... <laughs> Hallelujah. It is a story for another day. Hallelujah. We are going to see the second warrior. Back to our story in Second Samuel chapter 23. David is going to introduce. Remember, we are, running, we, we are studying about the, three, the, the first three warriors. Hallelujah. The second warrior was Eliezer. Hallelujah. Verse 8, verse 8, uh, uh, verse 9 up to 10. Verse 9 up to 10. After him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied uh, the Philistines that were gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistine until his heart was weary and his heart craved onto the sword. And the Lord wrote a great victory that day 
and the people return after only to spoil. Hallelujah. So we see the second warrior here is Eliezer. Hallelujah. What, what was his deed? He used his sword and smitted this he was until his heart was welly. Until it was stuck to his one, to, to his heart, to, to his heart. Hallelujah. What is the Bible speaking to us? What picture can we learn from here? Hallelujah. It's speaking about the word of God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The second prerequisite, hallelujah, is the word of God. Not only prayer, but also the word. If you want to be a great warrior for our Lord Jesus Christ, you have to be a man of the word. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword. Hallelujah. It penetrates even to putting asunder soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges every intent of the heart. Hallelujah. So the word of God is so powerful. Hallelujah. I want to give you some benefits of studying the word of God. By the way, the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalms chapter 119, only speak about the benefit of the word of God. Hallelujah. The longest chapter of the, of this, of the Bible. The first benefit of studying the word of God, it is the source of faith. It is the source of faith. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. It is a scripture we can relate to. Romans chapter, uh, chapter 10 and verse 17. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and by hearing the word of God. It is very, it is very important to be keen about these things. Hallelujah. Because, but we don't listen to the, to the men of God. Hallelujah. You know, when I listen to Pastor Simon during the week, I understand some things I did not understand when I read the scriptures. Hallelujah. They did not make sense to me until, like Romans uh, chapter 15 verse 4. Yeah. But when I listened to, his, to him speaking about this chapter or this verse, I understood. Yeah. And when I continued to listen to, to men of God or to his sermon, I built my faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. So faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by the word of God. So the word of God, it is the source of faith. The second benefit we can see, uh, it is the source of salvation. It is the source of salvation. 2 Timothy 3.15. 2 Timothy 3.15. I don't know if you have NIV version. Uh, 2 Timothy uh, 3.15. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So it is the source of faith. Hallelujah. Very simple to understand that. Hallelujah. Uh, Roman 1.16. Roman 1.16. NIV version, Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jews, then for the Gentiles. Hallelujah. Conti let us continue. The gospel, Elishas, the Elishas will live by faith. Hallelujah. So we are not ashamed of this gospel. Hallelujah. The next thing I want, to, I want us to see, uh, the benefit of uh, uh, having or studying the word of God, it is the source of truth. John 17, 17, it is the source of truth. It is the source of truth. We are not going to look at all the benefits. Hallelujah. You can do it on your free time. Hallelujah. You are going to study some, Psalms 119. It is the source of truth. Uh, that is uh, John 17, 17. Satisfy them by truth. Your word is true. So the word of God is true. 
The next benefit is it is the source of freedom. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. I'm going, I'm going to go quickly on this. Uh, John chapter 8, 31 to 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are, you are really my disciple. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. Amen. The next benefit is it is the source of freedom from error. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29, 29 Jesus replied, you are, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. Hallelujah. Uh, benefit number six, it is the source of spiritual food. Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that come uh, from the mouth of God. Uh, John 6.63, 6, the spirit gives life. The fresh count counts for nothing. The word I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Hallelujah. So it is the source of spiritual food. Number seven, it is the source of growth. First Peter 2.2, 2. like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Hallelujah. You know, to get these scriptures, you have to pray. You have to fast. <laughs> so I know today I'm going to eat well. Hallelujah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you cannot start here. Na unakura chakula. Pastor nasemanga. You see a bone coming from this side. <laughs> I don't know if the spirit lives in the stomach, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I believe that is true. Hallelujah. Benefit number, number eight. I have hidden you. Uh, it is the source of victory over temptation. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalms 119 and verse 11. Hallelujah. It is the source of happiness or, or, or blessedness. Proverbs 8.34 Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Hallelujah. The next benefit we will study next time. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, every believer uh, needs the Holy Spirit to live a victorious life. Hallelujah. And there is a way that the word of God is connected with the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if we are going to do to go or to do uh, supernatural things, hallelujah, Amen. we need the word of God for the spirit to work well in our life. Hallelujah. Luke chapter, Luke chapter 5 and verse 37 is a good example. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 5 and verse 37. To partie King James Version. King James Version. Hallelujah. And no man putteth new wine into old bottle. Else the new wine will burst the bottle and be spilled, and the bottle shall perish. Please make note of the word new wine or new, the first new. Hallelujah. Let's go to the verse 38. But new wine must be put into new bottle, and both are preserved. Hallelujah. So make note of the word new for new wine and new for new bottle. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, in those Bible days, there were not plastic bottles or glass bottles like our days. Hallelujah. Yeah. So they used the, the, the animal skin. It is what they were calling a wine skin. Hallelujah. Amen. They did not make a new wine skin bottle every time. Hallelujah. When these new wines bottles are old, are hardened or stiffened. Hallelujah. Amen. When you put new wine, the wine uh, always continues to ferment. Hallelujah. 
you know, it is different to make a wine and it is different to make bread. Hallelujah. You know, in bread, they add sugar and yeast. The yeast helps sugar to break. When it breaks, it helps the dough to see of lace. Hallelujah. But in the process of making wine, they add honey together with the sugar. So honey does not break sugar. What it does is continue to ferment. And in the process of fermenting, there is gas. Hallelujah. So if you put this wine, new wine, which has not already fermented, it is going to continue fermenting. Hallelujah. So it can break the bottle easily. Hallelujah. Because it is, bro it is hard and, uh, and it is stiffen. Hallelujah. So what they did, they would take this, this old bottle and soak them in water. Hallelujah. After they soaked them in water for some time, they became flexible. Hallelujah. So when the wine starts to ferment, it cannot break the bottle. Hallelujah. The first new word uh, for the new wine speak of something brand new. It is neos from Greek. Hallelujah. Something brand new. Something brand new. Hallelujah. Neos is N-E-O-S. Speak of something that is new, blood new. Hallelujah. The second word for new is kainos. Kainos. K-A-I-N-O-S. It speak of something that has been uh, recycled or refurbished. Hallelujah. That way they speak about a, a new bottle. So this, it may put in your mind that this bottle has been refurbished or recycled. Hallelujah. It has been soaked in water. Hallelujah. What is the Bible speaking of? Wine is the, is the work of the Spirit in our life. Hallelujah. Water is the way I speak of the word. Hallelujah. John chapter 15 and verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water of the word. Hallelujah. So we can agree, water here is speaking about the word of God. For the spirit to thrive in our body and do great exploit, we need to soak in the scriptures. We need to soak in the word of God. Hallelujah. If we are not in the word of God regularly, the spirit of God will not work well in our life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need the word for the spirit to work well. Hallelujah. Amen. Every believer required to soak in the water of the word for the spirit to thrive and do great exploit in their life. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you want to see supernatural in our life, working in our life, we need to soak in the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We ought to come again and again in the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Natuabianga, when you start e word to napatiwa saizi, it will take us through the week. Hallelujah. Amen. So tomorrow I need this word for the challenges which are going to come on my way. Amen. On Friday, I'm going also to require this word so that I can overcome because God has already provided the answer. Through the word, the pastor is going to speak to me. Amen. There is another thing. You see, the Bible tells us that we have been blessed in with all kind of blessing in heavenly, in heavenly realm. Hallelujah. Does it speak of money? Does it speak of our bank account? Hallelujah. When I start here, I may say, I may say I don't have money in my bank account. Hallelujah. But I know I am rich through the promises of God in the word. Amen. I can say very well today or this hour. Every time I appear in a Bible study like this, I'm coming to weigh myself, how rich I am. Wow. If I am blessed spiritually, hallelujah. Amen. 
I, through the promises of God in the word, that pastor is going to pass to me. These promises, I am rich through these promises. Hallelujah. Why are you always in Yangaria, Mimi, and the people of the world? And you say, I don't have a good car. I don't have a good house. I have the promises of God in the word. Hallelujah. If you put a cabbage here and a diamond, and I ask people to pick, they will pick the diamond. But they will rift cabbage. Hallelujah. But you see the diamond is dead. But the cabbage has life. Hallelujah. So, I may not shine out there. Hallelujah. But I have the life of God in me. I am alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, this is one of the riches I have. I have life. Hallelujah. I have the promises of God in me. Hallelujah. So, I can declare here I am rich. I am rich. Hallelujah. Because I have the promises in the word of God. Hallelujah. We are looking at the third warrior now. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are going to finish this, but by the grace of God, tutapitia. Hallelujah. Tutapitia. Hallelujah. So the next warrior is Shama. Shama. That is verse 11. Verse 11. Second Samuel chapter 23 and verse 11. So we have seen the first priority is the prayer. And the word of God. We need this, these two things uh, to be a mighty warrior for our Lord Jesus Christ. And after him was Shama, the son of Agi, the Hararite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop, there, uh, into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. Ah, yeah, the next verse. Verse 12. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and through the Philistines, and the Lord wrote a great victory that day. Hallelujah. Amen. So what was the deed of Shama? He stood the ground and fight against this man. In other words, he was faithful and true to his Lord, the King, to his King David. Hallelujah. He was faithful and true in service for his King. Hallelujah. Faithful and true in service. We can learn from this. Hallelujah. Jesus said in John 12, verse 26, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him my father will honor. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have been taught here many times to, be, to join a department. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor is teaching us it is very important to serve God. Hallelujah. Amen. There is things I'm waiting for God to do in my life. Hallelujah. There is prayer I have made. I'm waiting for God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that those who wait upon the Lord, they will shall renew their strength. They will mount up like eagles. They will run and not get well. No, no. I'm not going there. Hallelujah. Those who wait upon. Up, the word is upon. The word is upon. It is not on. You see, if you go to mom's hotel, there is waiters there. They are not waiting on the customer. Because someone who is waiting on someone, he is not sure that someone will show up. But when you are waiting upon a customer, you serve them in advance. Hallelujah. So those people who are waiting for the Lord, you serve the Lord in advance. Knowing and you are sure that the Lord is going to come. The Lord will show up. Hallelujah. So when you, you, you saw us serving here, we are sure the Lord is coming. Hallelujah. Lakini wale wanakanga ati, I'm still waiting for the Lord. After service, chui, anatoka. Anakuja the next Sunday. Chui, anakuja the next Sunday. Hallelujah. 
you have to continue serving. Hallelujah. Can I show you a few of the benefits of serving the Lord? Yes. I'll do one or two. Hallelujah. The benefit of serving God, it connects you to others. Hallelujah. God did not create us to have a relationship with him alone. He also made us so that we can build relationship with other people. You see, the mentality of our own rager does not work in God's economy. Hallelujah. The spirit of our own rager. If you think you are not going to relate with others, it, it doesn't work. And serving God is one of the ways that you are going to be connected by others. But how do you build a relationship with others? How do you build a healthy relationship with, uh, with someone you don't know very well? By serving God. See, serving God involves serving other people. You cannot claim that you are serving God if you are not willing to help other people. It is an intellect with other people and help them in whichever way God directs us to, to, to that, we are able to build relationship with them. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can agree, serving other people is also serving God. Hallelujah. Amen. The second benefit, you will discover your spiritual gifts and talents. Hallelujah. Do you know your spiritual gift? Through the Holy Spirit, God gives us different spiritual gifts so that we can use them to advance his kingdom. But the thing is, we don't automatically know our gifts unless God reveals them to us. For some people, God will reveal their gifts directly just the way he did with Jeremiah. You remember the story of Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5? But most people discover their spiritual gifts as they engage in kingdom activities. Hallelujah. When we obey God's voice, follow his lead, and serve him faithfully, he revealed he reveals our gift and talent to us through his spirit. For example, evangelists will never know that they are gifted in the area unless they go out and evangelize. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. A pastor will not discover their spiritual gift unless, unless they preach the gospel to others and in some cases work under their local pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. So when pastor is going to tell you you are going to serve somewhere, it is true. Hallelujah. Because he noticed that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you are willing to sit down and learn from him, be humble. Allow him to make you. Hallelujah. To make those uh, pride. Hallelujah. You are going to do well. Hallelujah. To know your spiritual gift, be intentional about serving God. Understand that you do not need to leave your day job for you to serve God. You do not need to become a pastor or a missionary for you to serve God. You can serve him faithfully where you are. Whether it is in your business or a 9 to 5 job, he will still reveal your gift and talent to you where he can praise you. You do not need to search for opportunity to serve God. They are everywhere around you. You are open and, uh, and want to serve people with your gift. Those opportunities will find you. Hallelujah. If you are open, those opportunities will find you. Hallelujah. So we have been told, told many times, join the department of your, of your will. Hallelujah. Of your choice. Hallelujah. And God is going to reveal the gifts there. Hallelujah. Let me look at the, uh, another benefit. This will be the last. Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. <laughs> By God's grace, I have stood here. Hallelujah. <laughs> you will receive a reward. Hallelujah. The God we serve is an awesome God. Father who loves his children dearly, even though we are full of froze. Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father not only provides for us, but when we serve him diligently and obey his voice, he goes ahead and rewards us. Isn't he great? 
Second Corinthians 5:9. Second Corinthians 5:9. Second Corinthians 5:9. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. So this is a promise we are going to be to receive a reward. Hallelujah. We are going to pass through the judgment seat. Hallelujah. The word judgment seat is here does not speak like, uh, like trial, going through trial. Hallelujah. Or going through judiciary. Hallelujah. The judgment seat there is the Greek word bima. Hallelujah. It speaks about a reward stand. Hallelujah. It is not a judgment seat, but a reward stand. Hallelujah. So, as we, we pass through this reward stand, we are going to be given reward according to our work down here on earth. Hallelujah. So, if I were you, I would invest in the kingdom, knowing very well I'm going to be rewarded that day. Hallelujah. Remember that story of David, how he wanted to build a house for God, and God said, you have a bloody heart, you cannot build a house for me. But God said, through prophet Nathan, but I'm going to build for you. Hallelujah. You wanted to build for me. You will not build me a house, but I'm going to build for you. What was he saying? I'm going to establish your family. Your family will never depart from the throne. Hallelujah. So if you are willing to build for God, he's going to build for us. Hallelujah. If you build things concerning the kingdom, he's going to build for you. Hallelujah. Let us continue. We are going to see the fourth warrior. Hallelujah. There, there is many benefits of serving God. You remember the story of Tabitha, how he died, how people blagged about, uh, about uh, how, uh, how she used to serve God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so there is so many benefits. Hallelujah. Verse 13 of 2 Samuel chapter 23. Is it there? We are going to read verse 13 up to verse 17, but we are going to stop on the way as we continue. Hallelujah. And, and three of the 30 chiefs went down. Now this is another group. Understand that. We have finished with the first three. Hallelujah. This is another group of three. Hallelujah. And the three of the 30. Now these three were among the 30. Hallelujah. And the three of the 30 chiefs went down and came to David in the harvest time onto the cave of Adoram. And the troop of the Philistine pitched in the valley of Rephidim. And David was then in the Anahod, and the garrison of Philistine was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that of the well of Bethlehem, which by the gate. So, wait there. So, we see here the group of three men. Hallelujah. They come in secret. I believe this is the key of transformation. Hallelujah. We are going to be transformed if you are, we are going to follow this uh, guidance. Hallelujah. They come to David. David does not realize these men are there. They come in secret. Hallelujah. Now David, when he was on hold, because he was free, freeing from uh, King Saul, hallelujah, he was hiding there in the cave. These men heard him say, I long the water in the river of near Bethlehem. Hallelujah. He is speaking about listening to the vision of the man of God in your life. Hallelujah. Not waiting for him to act. It is frying with the vision. Hallelujah. This is such a key to get transformed. Hallelujah. So you are going to see this man. They are going to risk their life. David is not aware that these men are doing this behind his back. 
Because they ha have heard him. Yeah. Like how pastor come here and declare we are going to, to, to buy a church land. Hallelujah. Amen. It is my duty to free uh, or to fry with that vision. Amen. It is my duty to go looking in this city where they are selling land. Hallelujah. Amen. Praying about it. Hallelujah. Amen. Giving my, my, my offering toward it. Hallelujah. It is my duty to, free, uh, to fry with the vision. Hallelujah. Amen. And we continue to see verse 16. And the three mighty men break through the host of the Philistine and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem. That was by the gate and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but pour it onto, onto the, uh, out onto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is, is not this the blood of men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore, he will not drink it. These things did this, this dream mighty man. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have seen this dream mighty warrior. They are remembered. They are second from the, the first three. Their ranking is second. Hallelujah. Amen. They did this act. They had their, their king. You, remember these men are the one in First Samuel chapter 22 and verse 1 and 3 and 2. These are mighty men. But remember them. They were in distress, discontent, and in debt. They have been transformed. Why are they being transformed? How are you experiencing their transformation? By doing what their king was doing. Hallelujah. He is serving God. He is going to do an act. They bring this water to him. A very precious water, we can say, because they have broke the, the garrison of the Philistine there at Bethlehem. Hallelujah. And took this water. Hallelujah. What does it teach us? You see, the water here speaks of the work of the Spirit through our life. Hallelujah. Bethlehem is the house of bread. We know that well, very well. Hallelujah. I speak about house of bread. Hallelujah. If we are going to take the bread from the house of bread, we are going to break through this garrison of enemies in our life. Hallelujah. If we are going to serve the man of God effectively, there are things that is, are trying to hit us. Hallelujah. Like I have my project. I want to fulfill my pro I want to, to, to make my project prosper. Hallelujah. This hindrance will not hinder me to serve the man of God. Hallelujah. I must find a way to serve him. Hallelujah. I will not put my priority first. Hallelujah. I'm going to break through these garrisons. Hallelujah. To get that bread. Hallelujah. Then when they brought the bread to uh, the water to, to the man of God, we are going to see a sacrificial worship. David is known for his sacrificial worship. And this is the, the fourth prerequisite, if you like. Hallelujah. Or that priority of becoming a mighty warrior. Sacrificial worship. Hallelujah. David is known uh, for his sacrificial worship. Hallelujah. You saw they brought water and he said, I cannot drink this water. Was he thirst? He was very thirsty. Hallelujah. But he saw how these men have risked their life and brought this water. He, he gave it to the Lord as part of a sacrifice. Hallelujah. You remember the story in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12 and verse 15, when they were moving the Ark of Covenant. Hallelujah. David would sacrifice a fattened calf every six step they made. Hallelujah. Let's say the, the Ark of Covenant was coming from Wangigi to here at Kikuyu. How many six steps are there? It did not matter to David. That's how he loved God. He gave sacrificially. Hallelujah. He, he slaughtered every six step. He made a sacrifice of a fattened calf. Hallelujah. We can remember also 
the story of Abraham uh, that day when he danced for the Lord in 2 Samuel chapter 21 and chapter 22. You can read on your free time how he danced to the Lord to appoint Micah. The wife despised him, hallelujah, calling him Vuga. Do you know what is Vuga? <laughs> Amen. You can research on that, hallelujah. So, uh, Micah despised uh, David, hallelujah, just for worshiping God. He was saying, why are you doing this thing in public? Vuga is uh, a normal person. You are doing it like an, an ordinary person, hallelujah. Why do you, you let your clothes go off you, Hallelujah. Another example I want, I want us to see is uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 3 and verse 9. Mark chapter 4, verse 3 to verse 9. Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 3 to 9. How can behold there went out as... And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the way. Uh, it is not that one. It is not that one. Sorry. I'm looking for a, for a story of Mary, how he broke the alabaster box. I don't know if it is Matthew. I don't know. Okay, but I believe you know the story. Hallelujah. You remember that day that Mary brought the alabaster box? Yeah. We are told that this box contained a very precious oil. Hallelujah. Yeah. And this, this, this alabaster box was worthy a, a, a one year wages. Hallelujah. You can imagine your wage or wage for a person for a whole year. Hallelujah. It is a lot of money. You can imagine your wage for the whole year. Bringing to the Lord. Hallelujah. Mary was saying, I'm bringing this as part of, like, part of my dowry. We are told that these things were used in the time of dowry. Hallelujah. She was saying, I'm going to serve you. I'm not going to get married. I'm going to serve you for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. A sacrificial worship. Hallelujah. So we have been taught for many times to keep on giving. Keep on giving. Sacrificially, you can give you material things. You can give fast fruits. You can give, like me, I am a farmer. I'm looking forward to give a bull. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a bull I'm raising. I'm looking forward to give it as a first fruit. Hallelujah. So there is nothing wrong by giving sacrificially. Hallelujah. I don't know why many people have a problem with giving. Why do people think there is a contradiction in this? Hallelujah. Give us a, a Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you something there. God is a giver. We were taught by Ken that the nature of God is to give. Hallelujah. Uh, we are going to read up to verse, to verse, uh, okay, verse 6. Okay. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall also reap also bountifully. Let us agree. This is a New Testament. Is your Old Testament? Sinongea ukweli. Ukipeana kaa umegawa, si utapata kaa ume, imegawiwa. Ukipeana kaa imejaa, si utapewa kaa. Hakuna Greek word hapo. Imesema ukweli. It says like it is. If you give sparingly, you will receive sparingly. If you give bountifully, you will receive. Let us continue. Verse 7. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, all out of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. So, it is a habit for, for us believers to give as we have purpose in our heart. So, for me, I prepare my seed at home. I always take my envelope and go with them at home. I pray together with my wife, we put our seed there or our offering there, and we come it with, on Sunday. 
you have to purpose to give. Si ati inakufikia hapa inakuambia unasema ah nita give like giving with necessity. Unapatiana sababu umeona chondo hapa ikipita. Ikipita. It is out of necessity. Sababu umeona chondo unatoa una tu pu una give. You have to purpose. The last part uh, or grudgingly ah nampatia hiyo sasa atafanya na hiyo nini? Last time alifanya nini? You are not giving to God to, to man, you are giving to God. There is a man of God that said when you see a, a, an offering basket passing by, it is like the heart of God. Bye. You're not giving to the man of God. You are giving to God. We were taught about tithe by Pastor last Sunday. It was very powerful. How Jesus received tithe. Very, very powerful. I want you to see the, the last part. For God raveth a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. We were taught the nature of God is to give. God is in the business of giving. Even like now. Do you think God is sad because he is giving? God is happy. Our Lord is happy because he is giving. That day that he gave Jesus, we are told his greatest deed was giving Jesus to us. Because he was left bankrupt. He had nothing. Only his son. By giving his son, he gave it all. Hallelujah. So that means if God has given me everything, when he gave me 500, he does not expect me to go back to pray for 500. Because you cannot outgive God. If he give me 500, he will multiply those 500. Hallelujah. Yes. What is the problem? Hallelujah. God raveth cheerful giver. The word cheerful there is very rich in meaning. It comes from Greek word hilalos. Hilalos. <laughs> hilalos. <laughs> from where you get uh, the word hilality. Hilality. It is a state of having extreme laughter. Hallelujah. God is preparing us for heaven. Hallelujah. And he, if he is preparing us for heaven, we need to give to a point. Giving cause hilarity in our life. We should be happy when we give. We should look for chances to give. Hallelujah. We should give sacrificially with happiness. Hallelujah. Tukiwa tumefulai. Luke chapter 16 at verse 11. I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish. Luke 16, 11. If therefore ye be not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you trust to the true riches? True riches here speak of the ministry, of the things of the kingdom. If you cannot be trusted by money, who will commit to you true riches, ministry, things of the kingdom? Who will give you leadership if you are not trusted with money? Hallelujah. So that this is one of the principles of the kingdom. You must be trusted with money by giving. Hallelujah. Hey, <laughs> I want to finish by this because uh, our time imeenda sana. So we saw the fourth prerequisite is sacrificial worship. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, let us read uh, uh, verse 18 to 19. We are going to see another warrior. I will not go deep with this. Second uh, Samuel chapter uh, 22, uh, 23, verse, tw verse uh, 18 to 19. This, uh, this is another reader. This is another warrior. And Abishai, the brother of Joah, the son of Zariah, was chief among the three. And he lifted up his spear against three hundred and threw them. And, the name, and he had a name among the three. So he is speaking about the three men you have learned about. Hallelujah. So he became a reader of these of this, uh, three, three warriors. Hallelujah. 
and his act was like the first one. He threw this man by, just by lifting his heart. But I don't want you to look uh, to that scriptures like, like the first uh, warrior. The name Abishai appearing here speak uh, a great revelation. Hallelujah. Amen. Abishai had a brother, like you have been told, called Joab and Ashuel. Hallelujah. Remember the story of uh, Joab? You can remember the uh, accounts of Joab. He was a David mighty warrior. He was the general of David army. But his name does not appear here. In the total 37 men, his name is not mentioned. What's, what does this say? What, what does that say to you? Hallelujah. Abishai, his brother, is mentioned. Uh, Naraya, Joab, Amabeala is mentioned there. But Joab is not mentioned there. Hallelujah. Joab and Abishai were David's sister, Zuraya, in First Chronicles chapter 2 and verse 16. Hallelujah. So Joab and Abishai could call David uh, uncle. Hallelujah. You remember the story of Absalom. I don't know if you can remember his uh, records. Hallelujah. You remember when he took over his father. He labored against his father and took his kingdom. You remember when David uh, sent his men to go and attack them. And he told them very, very keenly not to kill the young man Absalom. Hallelujah. What did Joab did? He killed Absalom. Hallelujah. Who brought Absalom back? You remember he killed his brother and went to hide away. Who brought him back? It was Joab. Hallelujah. So who built rebellion in the kingdom of David? It was Joab. Hallelujah. What did Joab... The Bible is telling us Abishai was very devoted to David. He was very devoted. So what we are seeing here, we are seeing a contrast of Abishai and Joab. Hallelujah. Instead of Joab to be uh, uh, devoted to David, he, want, he was hunger for power. He wanted the throne. The Bible is telling us that he, he, he thought he knew the interest of David more than David knew his own interest. Hallelujah. So he was looking for a chance to take the throne. His name does not appear here. And very, very sad to say, David is going to order his slaughter in his deathbed. Hallelujah. Whereas David is going to leave the throne to Solomon, he is going to order his death. Because he said, I can handle the pride of this man, but my son cannot handle the pride of this man. Hallelujah. So he is going to, to execute him. Hallelujah. So Joab, you remember the story of Joab? He was so powerful. How he went and fight the, 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 the cities. You remember that time that David retired from the military after he was 50? He went back to, 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 to stay in Jerusalem. Uh, uh, Joab would win war. Especially, he, there is a time he, he fought with the city of Lamba. Hallelujah. And when he was about to claim victory, he summoned David because he rested at home. Come and claim victory. Unless I claim victory and have a name for myself. He was that powerful. He would call David to claim the victory before he, because he was successful in the battlefield. I don't want to, to go further with that, but there is an, uh, another warrior called uh, Benaiah. I want to finish with this. <laughs> really, now I'm finishing. <laughs> Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 20 to 23. Verse 20 to 23. And Benaiah, the son of Joida, the son of a very man of Kabzil, who had done many acts, he slew two lions like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the middle of a pit in time of snow. 
and he slew an Egyptian, a good man, and the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian hand and slew him with his own These things did Beniah, the son of Jehoiada, and he had the name among the three. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three, and David sent him over his guard. Now we are seeing the David PA, or the bodyguard, David bodyguard. He's going to find a, a name for himself as David bodyguard. What was his deed? The Bible is telling us that he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in a time of snow. Some people think it is very cold to come to church. It is not so with Benaya. Beniah would go to a cave in a snowy day to meet and kill this lion. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible likened the lion, that old lion. Hallelujah. The devil. With Satan, uh, Satan uh, the Bible likened the old lion with Satan. Hallelujah. We are told that uh, in the Calvary, uh, Jesus redeemed us and he striped off his power from him. Hallelujah. But... The devil still holds that place of privilege. Hallelujah. The, 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 Jesus is going to come and put him in the lake of fire. We know the story very well. Hallelujah. But he has been given that place even now. Hallelujah. So when the Bible is speaking about here, a lion-like man, he's speaking about the devil. Hallelujah. Or rather, a spiritual warfare. We are going to see a, a key component of spiritual warfare in this story. Hallelujah. In the book of uh, 1 Peter 5.8, if you can give us. 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because you are adversary. Because you are adversary. Not the adversary. Not the adversary. Your adversary, the devil, as a lowering lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. The devil is like a lowering lion. Walking aloud, seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere with this. Hallelujah. Jesus defeated the devil that day. We are secured. We are fighting from victory. Hallelujah. The battle has been secured. Hallelujah. We are secured spiritually. Hallelujah. Our spirit is secured. But in our mind, in our soul, that is where the battle is. Our mind is the battle battleground for the devil. Hallelujah. He will seek to, to dominate our mind. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible is warning us. Be sober. Musileve na musikunyu. Musileve. Mukeshe mukioba. Because you are devastating the devil. As a rolling lion walketh about seeking whom may devour. Hallelujah. Paul tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. I will not have, to, have you to be ignorant concerning uh, Satan devices, hallelujah, or Satan schemes, hallelujah. Paul is warning us not to be ignorant of this guy, hallelujah, because he's, he is going to try to, to, to dominate us, hallelujah. For us to understand better, give us Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Okay, okay, Rudy Numa Kidogo, Kidogo, Kidogo. With good will, uh, Rudy Tena, Rudy Tena. Ah, Eda 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 Bela Kidogo, Eda Bela Kidogo, Merudi Ten, Umerudi Sana, Umerudi Sana. Verse 8, please. Verse 8, please. Nataka kuna pale kuna armor of God. 
Verse 10. Yes, okay, okay. So, nilikuwa sawa. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So, God is going to provide the protection. Before he speak about the wiles of the devil, he has provided the protection. So, we are secure. We are not going to, be, we are going to fight from this victory. Hallelujah. And this uh, armor of God is going to be explained down there, from, I think, from verse 14. The, the, the truth, breastplate of righteousness, you know them, a helmet of salvation. You are, they are going to be explained down there. Hallelujah. But I want, I want us to see the plan of the enemy, how he works. Hallelujah. Put on the, okay, verse 12. For we lessen not against flesh and blood. Stop there. There is a comma. We lessen not against flesh and blood. We lessen not against human. We lessen not against physical. If you are fighting with your brother or sister, you are fighting a long battle. It is not spiritual. Hallelujah. If you are fighting with your boss, it is a battle you cannot win. It is not spiritual. But against principalities, against power, against the ruler of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high praise. There are spiritual entities we are fighting against. Hallelujah. It is not flesh and blood. So, if you are fighting any human, your sister or brother, or your boss, you are fighting a long battle. You will never win. There is a spirit that is behind them, that is seeking to dominate them. Hallelujah. You should fight against this spirit on your knees. Hallelujah. Not with fist. Hallelujah. Again, it's power. Now here we are seeing the positioning of Nini. We are, we are going to see the positioning of these demons. Hallelujah. It is a way of the devil of how he works. Hallelujah. You see the devil is not omnipresence. He cannot be at all the place at the same time. Hallelujah. How does it work? How does he work? The principality speak about positioning of demons in geographical locations, in different places. Like here in Kikuyu, there is Labda, a principality we are fighting against. There is a spirit of drunkenness. There is immorality. Have you ever walked that, 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 that street of moms allowed nine in the evening? I don't see you go shot and bear apple. jaribu. What? Do you know there is Koinange B here? There is Koinange B. I walked there, I was shocked. <laughs> so there is a principality. <laughs> there is a principality that is seeking to dominate this city. Hallelujah. It is a want to pray for this city against that demonic power or demonic entity. Hallelujah. How do I know this? Daniel chapter 10, you remember the story very well about the prince of Persia. Hallelujah. How uh, Daniel, after praying for the first day, when the answer was brought, was brought by Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel told uh, uh, Daniel that your answer was provided the first day. But I was held up by the prince of Persia. I had to call Michael to fight for, uh, to fight for victory for me. Then I brought the answer. In the 21st day, imagine, he prayed for the first day. So there was a principality there that seek to dominate that area. Hallelujah. Amen. So we should fight against this principality. Hallelujah. Positioning demons in different areas. Hallelujah. There is a spirit that seek to dominate areas. Hallelujah. Like in my shopping center, what uko wanakunywa sana? 
immoralities. I have to fight with that spirit. Uh, in the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 9, God was telling the children of Israel, to the city you are going to be taken for exile. Pray for the peace of that city, that through their peace, you are also going to experience peace. So God has brought you here to watch this city, to pray for the peace of this city. And in Ezekiel chapter 33, I believe from verse 6, say, if a watchman see a danger come in the city, and he want not the people of the city, that is going to be counted on his blood. Hallelujah. You are the watchman of this city. You are going to warn people through spiritual things. Hallelujah. Through spirituality. You are going to pray for them. As you minister to them, tell them not to do A, B, C, D. You are going to watch uh, uh, this city. Hallelujah. So uh, the next thing we are fighting against is power. You can take us there. Against principality, against power. Now this is, a, a, how do you call it? Positioning of demons in a personal level. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a strong, I have a stronghold in my mind. Those things happen in your mind. You are secure spiritually. But in your mind, unapata mutu akona addiction, ya kitufrani. Akona addiction, ya kitufrani. I wish those people that have rehabs can understand this. It is not about addiction. It is about a spiritual entity that is fighting against those people. Hallelujah. It seeks to dominate them in their mind. Hallelujah. Have you noticed, noticed those people when they came, uh, come out of the rehab, they would go back to drinking or those addiction? It is not about that problem. It is about a spiritual entity seeking to dominate them. Against the rule of darkness of this world. Now, these are demons being positioned in cultural, cultural way. Hallelujah. When I speak of cultural way or educational way, I'm speaking about TV, about things we are learning, about books. There is book we are learning. Hallelujah. There is evil spirit in Hollywood who are seeking to dominate the world. I don't know, kama umeona isikuizi, every season movie, si watching isikuizi, lakini nekua na watch. Lakini sikuizi utaona, in every season movie, wanajaribu kuintroduce gay culture. Sijui kama munaona hivo. And if you are not aware, you know this, this gay culture, they cannot conceive, they cannot give birth to children. So how do they work? They recruit, they recruit children through images in TV. You know images in TV will affect your behavior. The behavior you are going to have today is what you watched in the TV the last week. So what you are putting for your children is going to work. So there is this very evil spirit seeking to dominate the world through TV or things we are learning. Then there is another position of demon called against spiritual weakness in high place. Did you come out something called Sedona, spirituality? I speak about, or in simple term, spiritual truths or prophetic truths. Did you come out with TV? It is a worship of believing when I kitu kama we umetoka kwa divorce ama uko addicted if you watch this thing you are going to be redeemed hallelujah yani ni those spiritual healers sijui kama mnawajua those spiritual healers kuna churches zingine wanakupatia kifagio wanakupatia a pen at you know light your destiny with that pen you are going to pay a lot of money it is a counterfeit way of having a parallel worship of the enemy kuna service inafanyika kama hii mahali worshiping the enemy he is deceiving them in this way. 
through spiritual tools. I hope you have understood. Hallelujah. I'm going to, to stop there. I will kindly ask you to stand because there is a lot. But I believe you are blessed. I'm going to call Pastor to conclude in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.